This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. You know, I'll say this. Candy and Carlin go round and round and about their gambling bets, their gambling debts, their picks, their text messages, round and round. They need a mediator, which I'm here for because I'm separated. I'm not actually in the room with them. This is Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel Lady. I am not Candy or Carlin, and neither is he. I'm Shay Cornette. He's Michael Rothstein, and we're hanging with you guys for the next couple of hours as we lead into Game 5 of the NBA Finals. Coverage begins at 7.30 Eastern on most ESPN radio stations right here here and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Again, it's Game 5 of the NBA Finals tonight. Of course, the Denver Nuggets lead the series three games to one, but do the Miami Heat have enough in the tank to find a way to do it on the road in Denver tonight? I'll tell you this, Michael. They're going to pull out one last trick. Maybe Tyler Hero (laughs) actually makes an appearance tonight. Tyler Hero is going to attempt to return for Game 5 this evening. This is according to our Adrian Wojnarowski. Um, He was upgraded now to questionable. He is expected to suit up for Game 5 in an attempt to return tonight. Again, that's according to Woj. We don't have the official, official word yet, but I'm sure we will hear it in the next couple of hours as we get set for Game 5 here in the next few hours. What do you think? Is Hero the answer? There's a I'm listening. Go ahead. <laughs> Wrong hero song. Should have been, been Foo Fighters. But anyway, in all seriousness, this is more of like that treat you get on Halloween where it's like a penny. And you're like, really, this is what I'm getting right now? Like you're mildly excited about it because you're six years old. But then you realize that you get nothing in return. That is what they're getting here. Not that Tyler Hero is not a good player, Shay. He is a very good player, but he is a player that has not played in almost two months. And to expect him to come in in a must-win game, in a do-or-die game, and give them a ton of work, a ton of help, a ton of effort, is just... I I don't see it. I I can't see a way that that happens because of the rust that's going to be shaken off. If they really wanted Tyler Hero to be a very effective player for them in this game, he should have played last game. All right, it's fair. But again, I think this is just a situation where, first of all, it, it did feel like he was cleared to play almost in last series, if I'm remembering correctly. But for some reason, he wasn't all the way up to speed. And maybe the rust thing is the problem. He hasn't played or hasn't seen game action in 57 days. Which maybe when I say 57 days to the average person sounds... Not that long ago, but in NBA land where we've gone through multiple series of the postseason, a play-in tournament, all of the things, face adversity, attrition, whatever you want to call it, it's a lot of days. Um, Also, you would assume that he will kind of fill in for Kyle Lowry, who's kind of got this sneaky good impact on the Miami Heat. In the past two games, Miami has been outscored by just one point in Lowry minutes, in 62 Lowry minutes, I should say. The other 34 minutes, they are minus 27. So I don't know if this like plug-and-play with Tyler Hero and Kyle Lowry is actually going to be a recipe for success, but I applaud Eric Spolstra for – look – you, me, I'm sure, Michael, you, this is our first time working together, but I'm sure you have said a time or two, not only is Heat culture fantastic, but Eric Spolstra is one of the best coaches in the NBA. Am I right? Yes, I'm probably right. Yeah, you, you, you are right. Because okay. And I would, t- I would take away of the out of there. He is the best coach okay, in there. the NBA. Exactly. So there's no, there's no reason for any of us to think that he's not going to play Ty- Tyler Hero without a concrete plan in place. Is he going to have restricted minutes? Probably. Is he going to have specific sets? Probably. Is he going to give this offense and this Miami Heat team some jolt that they desperately need? Maybe. But I, I would assume he knows more than us, and therefore this feels like one final Hail Mary, Hail Mary for the Miami Heat tonight. It does. The thing that keeps getting stuck in my head, and maybe it's just because I watched 
a documentary on the way down from my flight from New York to Atlanta today is a movie, which is The Waterboy. And if you remember The Waterboy, in the the final scenes, you have Brent Musburger there. He's calling the bourbon bowl with Bobby Boucher, and he just keeps – and him and Dan Fouch just keep saying, last game of the year, got to pull out all the stops. And that's just what I keep thinking over and over again when we're talking about Tyler Hero is that Eric Spolster realizes – Last game of the year, got to pull out all the stops because if you don't play Tyler Hero tonight, you're probably going to lose without question. And then you would have waited. You would have waited for what with Tyler Hero? So he's good for October. That's not going to get you much of anything now when you need anything at all to try and wake this team up and maybe free up Jimmy Butler a little bit. Here's some positives on Tyler Hero. His best scoring month of the season was the last full month that we saw him play, which was in March, okay? He had 22.2 points per game on average. Uh, He made nearly 43% of his triples in those 13 games, which obviously is a positive because the Miami Heat are going to need those triples to fall tonight if they want to have a chance against Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets on the road in Denver. Also, in his past four games that he played, meaning Tyler Hero the Heat are plus 53 in his minutes, just over 93 minutes on the court. Again, another positive. So he comes in, he makes a good impact, and maybe that is what the Miami Heat need, even if it is restrictive minutes. Let's hear from Andre Snellings. He's our ESPN senior NBA writer. He was on Fitz and Harry earlier today when this news kind of started to circle about. And he said he expects big things from Tyler Hero despite not playing in almost three months. You don't normally just step in off, you know, Willis Reed, when he came out the the, the locker room, he had been out for a, a, a game, you know. So I don't expect Tyler Hero to come in pulling off the sweats and all of a sudden drop 25 points and be the reason we get a game six in this series. If he has a, a hot hand in 10 minutes of action and gives them 11 points with a couple of threes, I think that would be like over-the-top cake and anything else um, it seems to me to be unrealistic. Okay, so I clearly thought he was going to go a different direction with that soundbite. Um, instead, he's basically saying he doesn't expect much from Tyler Hero tonight. The, the, the line read leading into the sound, he expects big things from Tyler Hero tonight. And he basically said he expects absolutely nothing besides maybe 11 points from Tyler Hero and maybe a couple threes. That's probably not going to do it for the Miami I, Heat to get I over always, the Nicole Jokic factor. I always will trust Professor Driz. I just will prof- trust my man, Professor Andre Snellings, because he knows the analytics portion of this, but the reality, Shay, and I think we all know this, we've been around sports a long time, is that first game back is so hard because especially in this type of atmosphere, a playoff atmosphere, you don't think that Denver is going to try and bump him, make life difficult for him, maybe even foul him, try to hit that hand the first or second time he shoots the ball just to get in his head a little bit. That's gamemanship right there, and Denver knows how to do that. Plus, we're also talking about a game at altitude. And Tyler Hero has not played in an NBA game in two months. I'm re- I would be really concerned and really be shocked. I will I will say shocked if he scores double digit points and if he plays frankly more than 15 minutes. I would be floored if that happened. I'm asking you. I truly don't know. And if any Eric, anyone can hear me, did Hero travel with the team to Denver? for game two does anyone know like is this his first time now i know they got there not yesterday but the day before maybe i believe they got there on saturday so two days to acclimate to that altitude from everyone i've spoken to is not enough time but now i'm curious if he's and i know they've tried to simulate the altitude really hard to do but i'm curious if this is his first time there in denver does anyone know that do you know that michael i'm not i know he's been on the bench a bunch because people were criticizing his bench wear 
Right. No, I knew that, but I was just, it in Denver? I don't remember. I don't there have remember been a either. lot of playoff games, Shay. <laughs> yeah, I know there has been. It's true. Um, so, so that's something to keep an eye on because, it, like, we half joke like, "Oh, it's such an easy thing to say. The altitude's so difficult." Okay, but it it it, it is a thing. Like, there have been yeah. former players that have been on ESPN Radio that have said, "I played in Denver an entire season and I still didn't get used to the altitude. I've woken up with bloody noses when I played there." Like, it is a thing. Okay, and there's a reason the Denver Nuggets have such great home court advantage, not only in the postseason, but also throughout the entirety of the regular season. Now, to counter that point, I think I heard Charles Barkley say this. Okay, it's not like Denver's hanging up, you know, banners year after year. So it hasn't been that big of an advantage. But nonetheless, this year, when you have such a stacked roster, it definitely has. So it'll be interesting to see how Tyler Hero adjusted that as well. It will be, and I don't even think you need to be a professional athlete to understand that. Be average person like me, who is very, very average in all sorts of athletic endeavors here. You go to Denver and you try to run three miles outside, you're going to hurt after that if you haven't done it at altitude before. Like That's just the truth of it, let alone a high-level NBA player and elite athlete. Yes, their lungs are better. All of the everything that they do is better than me in any sort of athletic field or athletic way, but it's still going to take time to acclimate because the human body is the human body, Shay. I, I think it's just it's way too much to ask for Tyler Hero to give like I said, more than what, 15 minutes and maybe a handful of points. And But maybe what he does, maybe his biggest asset, Shay, is he ends up being a distraction. He's someone that the Nuggets have to worry about because it really could help BAM. According to Second Spectrum, the Heat ran 233 dribble handoffs during the regular season with Tyler Hero as the receiver and Bam Adebayo as the setter. That was the fifth most by any duo. So maybe they'll at least have some familiarity that can get Bam or Jimmy Butler some more open shots. And maybe even Tyler Hero an open shot or two. We'll see. No doubt about it. This is Canyon Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Shea Cornette, Michael Rothstein here with you for the next couple of hours leading in to Game 5 of the NBA Finals. Coverage begins at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Remember, the Nuggets lead the series 3-1. to one. We're talking about Tyler Hero, maybe, according to our Adrian Wojnarowski, maybe uh, suiting up to play tonight in an attempt to return. He's been out for 57 days. He was upgraded to questionable. We expect that official news to come down the wire here uh, who knows it could be in one minute it could be in one hour we're not sure um candy and carlin is presented by progressive insurance you can save when you bundle motorcycle rv and boat insurance just visit progressive.com and as always we are presented by progressive insurance so yesterday there was shoot around uh there in denver for both the nuggets and the miami heat eric Spoelstra spoke and here he is the heat head coach on what his team's mentality is heading into a game down three games to one our locker room is full of great competitors and nothing has changed uh, from our standpoint that we're trying to accomplish something that's audacious, that's big, that a lot of people don't understand. The path to get there, it doesn't matter how you get there, uh, it is challenging, it is difficult. We're coming off of you know two disappointing losses at home, um, but our guys love to compete and love uh, these kind of environments um, and having things decided between those four lines. There's no narrative that can decide it, the crowd can't decide it, um, the analytics about three one can't decide it um you know you have to have a certain level of defiance i'll say this uh a little bit of that is coach speak but a little bit of that is truth what do we say about jimmy butler when the lights are the brightest he shines the brightest and in a situation like this where everything's on the line it's winner go home i do not and i know none of us would from any star athlete but especially not jimmy butler 
he'll turn it on. There's no way that they're just going to, you know, even if the, if the Nuggets get out, go on some sort of run, like Miami's not going to make it easy on them, and that's for certain. And I expect Jimmy Butler to turn it all the way on tonight. We're going to give our play of the nights later on today. I'm going to go heavy Jimmy Butler because I feel like he lives for these opportunities. He does, but the problem with the Heat, and it's been like this all series, it's been the question for them throughout the playoffs, is not Jimmy Butler, it's everybody else. You go back to game one, the, the they disappeared. The rest of the Heat disappeared, and if you don't get something from Dunk, Duncan Robinson, you don't get something from Max Struess, you're in trouble if you are the Miami Heat, whether Tyler Hero is back or not as that third option. You need something from Kyle Lowry, because Jimmy Butler, as great as he is, Denver is playing at a machine-like level right now with Nikola Jokic, with Jamal Murray, with Michael Porter, with Aaron Gordon. You need that third, that fourth guy behind Butler and Bam to give you something. If you can't get that, if Duncan Robinson has a bad night, if Struz has a bad night, if Kyle Lowry has a bad night, you're probably looking at the end of the NBA season and everybody can start focusing on Victor tomorrow. Uh, what can we expect to see from playoff Jimmy tonight? Maybe you're asking that question like I am. Uh, last time that he were in this spot or he was in this spot, he was down 3-1 in the NBA Finals. It was in 2020 against the Lakers. Butler put up a 30-point triple-double, excuse me, and played all but 48 seconds in that Game 5 to help the Heat stave off elimination. This is what I'm talking about. This is what he lives for. Um, I'm not and- disagreeing. <laughs> I'm just saying history can tell us this. Uh, Obviously, though, the Heat are going to have, you know, a lot standing in their way, as you just talked about, Michael. And not only is it Nikola Jokic, who I think we can all say is the best player in the NBA right now, but it's, as Steve Kerr calls it, the head of the snake, which very well could be and is, I think, Jamal Murray. Aaron Gordon had a fantastic game last time out. Bruce Brown had a fantastic game last time out. Like, the everyone on that team has got a job to do and they all do it and they work together. Now I'm interested in your opinion on this because I was talking about this on radio a little bit yesterday, Michael. Are you sick of the Michael Malone coachisms? Like every time you hear him speak after a game or in a shoot around, like him, it's like the Nick Saban rat poison thing. Like he's always, if in a win, we didn't do anything right in a loss. We've got to be hungry and keep fighting and we're desperate. And there was a lack of effort. Like it's this kind of, it's not, it is coach speak, but it's like a negative. It's like a, it's Saban. It reminds me so much of Saban. I don't mind it, but I, I do feel like maybe sometimes it can get a little repetitive. Nah, I, I don't mind it because it's still better than, well, you know, we tried really hard or, or the, <clears throat> that is the Bill Belichick answer every time. I, I, I would rather have some sort of answer some sort of coherent thought than what we get, whether it's word vomit or grunting, that we get from other coaches in professional sports. Give me something that you understand. Give me something that can give some context. Give me something that gives some idea of what's going on in your head and the psyche of your team. I'm fine with it. Whether it's coach speak or not, I would rather you not speak in cliche from a writer's standpoint as I cover the Atlanta Falcons and boxing for us at ESPN. I would prefer non-cliches, but I will take full sentences and coherence over something that is unintelligible and you're looking at it and said that is 40 words and I don't know if five of them make sense together. Uh, Whatever happens tonight, I I think it it only adds intrigue to what this series has been, which at one point I think we were all wondering, okay, 
Heat, the eight seed versus the Denver Nuggets, maybe not the sexiest team, especially not in the West. However, more than delivered, has the superstars, and made this entire series and entire finals more than interesting. Look, again, back to the shoot-around yesterday for the Miami Heat and the Denver Nuggets. Jimmy Butler was actually asked, what is your team's level of belief? You're down 3-1, you're on the road, you're facing the Denver Nuggets. Everybody feels like they're shooting them in, not only to win, but to create a dynasty. How you feeling, Jimmy? Here he is. It is at an all-time high just because it always has been all year it always will be uh, the belief that we have in one another it, it, it stems from the amount of time that we spend with one another and how we actually enjoy being around one another and we know what each other is capable of uh, so we didn't come this far to, to stop playing now no matter what the odds are the analytics when we get out there we just got to compete we got to win one and then we got to win another one and then um we got to win another one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say because I got to win this and I got to win that. Um, and that's basic math that we all understand. But uh, Jimmy Butler, like we said, not going to go down without a fight tonight. No, he won't. But I don't know what people were expecting when they're asking what his level of belief is. I, you know, I mean, he's going to – did they want him to like be like Jason Sudeikis and – create a giant belief sign and heat colors and post it up there. I mean, like to me, like that, that's what you should expect him to be. He's been around these guys all year. They got to the finals as an eight seed and from the play in tournament. They handled, they handled Boston at their worst and their best to get here. This Miami team has also played a ton of basketball, much more basketball than Denver has played. So it's not surprising that maybe they're running out of steam right now. Also not surprising that Jimmy Butler, Shea, would, of course, have ultimate belief in his team because if he didn't, then for sure they would be losing Game 5 tonight. You could put all of your dollars, pounds, pounds, sterling, euros, whatever you want on the, on the Nuggets if he said he didn't believe. So I'm looking at... I'm looking at my husband's notes from when he did radio last week. It's right next to me. I didn't even know this was here. Um, When he did radio last week, and it was coming off of that game one loss to the Denver Nuggets when we all thought it was going to be an easy sweep for the Denver Nuggets. And then what happened in game two? The Miami Heat came back, and they they clawed tooth and nail. And I'm looking at Max Struess, 0 of 10 from three. Caleb Martin, 1 of 7. Duncan Robinson, 1 of 6. Remember, then game two, the following game, everyone showed up, and the Heat ran away with it and ran, ran away as strong. But the Heat ended up winning. Uh, my point is, is it, it, I feel like we're doing the same thing. Everyone's picking the Nuggets to win. Everyone thinks this Nuggets team is going to create a dynasty. Everyone thinks all the juice is on the Nuggets side, all the momentum's on their side, especially now that they're back in, in Denver. But be careful. Sometimes when we all think the same thing, it goes the complete opposite direction. Coming up here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio with Shea Cornette and Michael Rosti. What would a championship mean to the city of Denver? It's been a minute, and the Nuggets have never actually won one there. We'll ask a former Nugget next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Michael Rossine, you ask, and it is delivered. Good job, Josiah. <laughs> That's what I do as the DJ around here. <laughs> and the reason we are hearing Hero by the Foo Fighters is because Tyler Hero very well could be playing for the Miami Heat tonight. They're down 3-1. They're in Denver trying to elongate the NBA Finals, which could close out if the Nuggets win tonight. And so Eric Spolstra, well, he hasn't said officially yet, but our Adrian Wojnarowski says there's a very good chance that Tyler Hero does play today, and he hasn't played since March for the Miami Heat. This is Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. I'm Shay Cornett. He is Michael Rothstein. And as always, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. If you want to give us a ring, feel free. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Um, okay, so a little more Woj bomb for you. A little more, a little more of a Woj bomb. I'm not really sure how I'm going to word that next time. Um, nonetheless, this is pertaining to the NBA, but not the finals tonight. In the first major domino of free agency, Toronto Raptors all-star guard Fred Van Vliet has declined his $22.8 million player option and will become an unrestricted free agent in July. Um, and so this is kind of the first big name, if you will, to, to go here. And so Van Vliet on the market and says he will not, at least for now, play and pick up that player option for the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, listen, I think it's a smart move for Fred Van Vliet because see what else is out there. If you can go be the three on a championship-level roster or even a three, say, on like the Miami Heat who are in the finals, obviously you can't do that and help them tonight. However, a year from now, you can look and say, okay, now you have Fred Van Vliet along with Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. That is a really nice combination of players to have because we are talking about a player who is an all-star. We are talking about a player who has shown he can be a scorer. You know he can handle the ball a bit. I don't think this would be a bad move for a contending team to try and secure Fred Van Vliet's services for the next couple of years if you have a good window open still, which I'm not sure the Toronto Raptors quite have. Shay, one of my favorite things is whenever we're doing basketball, means I go to Basketball Reference, and I've brought this up before on the show, because Basketball Reference, Pro Football Reference, they're great sites. They're awesome tools. But one of their quirkiest tools is they always have nicknames, like what these players' nicknames And Sometimes you're like, oh, I know that nickname. Like, of course. And sometimes, like FVV for Fred Van Vliet. And other times they're like, oh, I had no idea. Like, people apparently call him Steady Freddy. Did not know that until today, Shay. <laughs> we just learned little things. Okay, so whenever we have news like this, too, like Nick, our producer, put this on the screen. Is a better option, um, is Van Vliet a better option than CP3 or Damian Lillard? Like, no. 
No, uh, I would say they, I would say he's a better option than CP3, just because if you're looking at a larger window, we don't know how much longer CP3 is going to play. Lillard, absolutely not. Damian Lillard's no. uh, a superior player. But I would take Fred Van Vliet. If I was looking at a three-year window versus a one, I would take Van Vliet. If it's a one-and-done scenario like the Lakers for CP3, take CP3 if you were the Lakers. But anything more than a year, you can't trust CP3 year to year. He's 38 years old. And in yeah. terms of Lillard, too, I was just throwing it out there. You have to trade for him, so it's going to take a lot to get him. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair, but he's worth it. It doesn't matter. I mean, every time I watch First Take, I hear Stephen A. calling for, for Damian Lillard to be anywhere but Portland. I'm like, it, it's it's just, everyone's just waiting for it to happen. And he's holding on, man. He He's holding on to Portland with all that he's got. Again, here's the news. In the first major domino effect of free agency, Toronto Raptors all-star guard Fred VanVleet has declined his $22.8 million player option and will become an unrestricted free agent in July. So again, kind of the first big name that we're hearing of. I'm sure this will continue to come out as the finals come to a close and as we get closer and closer to July. Um, but I asked the question, like, is Van Vliet a very good player? Yes. But is he? would he be the guy on a team? No. Is he even your second best option on a team? Probably not. Um, so I, I don't know the best landing spot for him, but it would have to be a team that already has your superstars in place and what you're trying to accomplish in place where he could just be an added benefit. We're going to take a break because I think we're going to have a former Nuggets player coming up momentarily. So do we think the Nuggets are the ne- next best dynasty in the NBA? What's going to happen tonight? We'll discuss all of it next. It's Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Putter comes up with some speed. Now up the rise for the Eagle. For the win. To the cup. Take it. Yes. 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 The crowd is over. The crowd is over. Nick Taylor with the Eagle. The 2023 RBC Canadian Open champion. History. History. 500 FedEx Cup points. Two-year exemption. He's an icon now. Hey, I'm gonna, this is not nice, what I'm about to say. If you can't have hockey, you might as well have golf. You know what I mean? <laughs> this was the year you thought maybe a Canadian team was going to take the cup. Nah, not going to happen. So go ahead. Nick Taylor can be your rep. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X. I'm telling you, that wasn't nice. I'm sorry. I, that was mean. I, that, that happens. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. It, hap- it happens sometimes. It just slips out. I didn't mean that. Um, Shay Cornette and Michael Rothstein here with you, filling in for Candy and Carlin for the next couple hours. We're leading into Game 5 of the NBA Finals. That happens tonight, and it's presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 7.30 Eastern on most ESPN radio stations and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Nuggets lead the series three games to one. At least Canada still has all-dressed chips. By far the best Ruffles chips on the market. I'll give them that. <laughs> Nothing compares. Uh, I mean, as they, always, we are presented They also have poutine. A po- but I, I feel like that's becoming more and more Americanized. You can catch a poutine at like a fire cool bar, like a dive bar or a sports bar now, easily. Yeah, but it's not the same. It's no, not it's Canadian not the same. Poutine. It's not Correct. Canadian it's not poutine, Shay. It's not the same, but it's it's equally probably as delicious. I don't know, um, but you're right. Okay, now let's go back to the thing that I was um, slightly making fun of, and that would be the case of the Mondays here. It is Monday. Um, case of the Mondays happens sometimes. Let's recap what we saw on the weekend and decide if someone did indeed have the case of the Mondays. One who did not was Nick Taylor. Uh, by the way, Eric, am I turning this over to you? Are you taking this? You want to jump in uh, here? Sure, I can, I, take... I can jump a little go bit here, it, play a little point 
point guard here? Yeah, go for it. Like the guest we were supposed to have at this time slot? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the uh, teasing of this guest has been epic I now. I know, right? <laughs> Stay tuned. It may or may not Stay come tuned. on in the next four hours. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we, we'll start there. Nick Taylor becomes the first can- Canadian in 69 years to win his National Open, the Canadian Open. Here is Nick Taylor uh, talking about breaking that curse. I saw. I heard someone shout out there everything, and it's. I, I don't know any other word to use other than that. Um, I think it's a tournament that we've circled on our calendar for since, you know, probably junior golf. But um, ever since been on PJ Tour, this is one that we want to do as well as we can. In, and the crowd support was the most unbelievable thing I've probably ever experienced in my life. Um, to kind of break that curse, if you want to call it, is. Uh, I'm pretty speechless. I, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't think it's going to sink in for quite some time. What uh, What happened today? So real or not, Shay, I'll start with you. That was one of the greatest walk-offs to win anything we've ever seen in sports. No, I'm not going that far. Come on. One of the wa- greatest walk-offs? It no. was a 72-yard punt to win the whole... No. The whole- For it one, not- I appreciate golf, but I am not like die-hard, can't-live-without golf. So I appreciate it. I watch it. I cover it for my job, but it's not my most favorite thing ever. Like... If you give me a minute, I could probably think of more top fives that make me feel something a little bit more than Nick Taylor. Amazing what he was able to accomplish, becoming the first Canadian in 69 years to win the National Open. That's great. I know I was poking fun, but truly that is remarkable. However, doesn't quite do it for me. So Michael? You're basically uh, Garfield with your case of the Mondays here. but Wow. Uh, well, first of all, Chris Jenkins <laughs> Villanova would automatically okay. be ahead of that. Because that was for a national title. Just saying. True, uh, true. Yeah. Listen, that was awesome. 72-foot putt, not 72-yard putt. 72-foot putt to that. win. That well, I, no, no, because <laughs> a 72-yard putt, putt <laughs> would have been field. the yeah. best thing in history in sports if that happened. That would have been incredible. Also, probably heavy downhill slope. Listen, huge thing for Nick Taylor, huge thing for Canada. The way they celebrated, they had people rushing the green. When's the last time you saw that except for at Key One 2021? The way Canada celebrated that was like they won the Stanley Cup, which they haven't done in a long time. Props to Canada. Since 93. Since 93, and it was the Canadians that won it. And 93, my friends, was a very long time ago now. Let's see. Let's do the math. That's 23. uh, I was 12. That's 33 years. It's a long time. Um, but they'll get back. Okay, go ahead. Take all, right. all right. Well, Michael had a great weekend this weekend covering Teofimo Lopez at Madison Square Garden. Uh, he won the title, the WBO title, at 140 pounds. Is that right, Michael? Am I getting it right here? He Yes, he won the junior welterweight the junior title. Welterweight. He, beat jo- he beat Josh Taylor by unanimous decision. He also won the lineal title, which... Will take far too long to explain. Uh, but, but he did retire, uh, I guess, after the fight. He's done with fighting, but uh, he was no, he's on, not. He was on <laughs> this just in today with our own Max Kellerman, of course, of Keyshawn J. Will and Max, six to ten weekdays here in the morning on ESPN Radio. And uh, when asked about potentially fighting Javante Davis, this is what he had to say: Tank Davis, yeah, but he's too scared. He's too scared. So uh, other than that, man, I just think uh, overall, just staying focused, trying to help. Like I said, opening a boxing gym in South Florida and actually a combat gym and really just focusing on, on trying to benefit and help the sport of boxing, especially with this momentum. All right, Michael, I think you gave away your answer, but have we seen the last of Tank, or uh, excuse me, Teofimo Lopez? Uh, no, we have not seen the last of Teofimo Lopez or Tank Davis, who is, I still believe, in jail, finishing out the sentence that he is having to serve right now. But... 
No, this is not the last season we've seen of Teofimo Lopez. He is 25 years old. He just came off the biggest win of his career after there were a lot of questions of what he had done. It was on ESPN. Huge win over Josh Taylor. And he has options. He mentioned Tank Davis. He could fight Devin Haney. So much so, his father, Teofimo Lopez Sr., the day before the fight, saw Bill Haney, who is Devin Haney's dad, and went up to him and said, we want your son next. And that's probably not a good idea for Teofimo Lopez, just to be honest, Devin Haney's one of our pound-for-pound best boxers on the ESPN pound-for-pound list. However, they're thinking ahead already. This is all a money play because Teofimo Lopez is looking for a bigger payday, it would seem like right now. That's usually what happens when boxers retire. We've seen almost every box. Tyson Fury's retired like three times already. We see it over and over. They always come back, especially at this early age. I'm excited for it. Um, But we saw someone else retire um for real, probably. Maybe yeah. not. I don't know. Amanda Nunes uh, hung up after she won the women's bantamweight title. Uh, she defended it against Irene Aldana this weekend in Vancouver. Big weekend for Canada. Uh, Michael, do you think that Amanda Nunes will ever fight again? No, I think she's done. I, I believe her. Is she ducking Juliana, though? Is she ducking no, Juliana she, Pena? No, she's not. She even said, she said if she fought Juliana Pena again, they would have had the trilogy. She, then she would have fought someone else and then been done. She wanted to fight someone for the first time in her final fight. I respect that. Amanda Nunez very simply is this. She is the greatest women's combat athlete of all time. Sorry, Ronda Rousey. Sorry, Clarissa Shields. Sorry, Katie Taylor. It is Amanda Nunez. She is the best to ever do it in combat sports. She is that good. Be grateful that you watched her fight because she is special. That it? I think that's it. I think that's it. Any more boxing news? I mean, there's Floyd Mayweather, but, you know, we don't want to talk about that. That, Well, we can talk about that. That was ridiculous. Yeah, no one... uh, Get your stuff together. No. Also, don't fight John Gotti the third. Also, we know you can fight. Do we need to keep proving it time and time again? Congratulations. Um, Okay, that makes me better. Coming up, uh, we'll go back to Tyler Hero, the news that he may or may not play in tonight's Game 5 for the Miami Heat. Plus, what are the Rockets doing? This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Canty and Carlin, weekdays at 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio. You can also listen and watch on the ESPN app.